Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, good morning. We continue our series, Vision. We are exploring God's vision for His church, particularly God's vision for us here at Holy Savior as we gather, grow, and go. As we gather as God's people, as we grow as God's people, and as we go as God's people. Let's go to our Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for the gift of your amazing grace and love for us and your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you and we praise you for the gift of your love and the gift of your Holy Spirit who enables us to continue growing as you shape and mold us to be the people that you desire us to be. Bless us, Lord, as we move forward in this vision that you have for us. We pray, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Must go faster. Must go faster. Those are the words of Dr. Malcolm, or Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, in these iconic scenes in the 1993 movie. Do you know what movie it was? Yeah, so you know, it's Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, he and two others are in this Jeep, and they are fleeing from something that is chasing them. You know what that was? It's a Tyrannosaurus. In fact, as they're doing that, and, and I love the, the masterful um, intensity and this kind of grim humor that is, is in movies. And this is what happens when you can watch movies more than once. So, by the way, you know, it's a rainy day if you want to watch Jurassic Park. But if you look, if you can see that, you know, whether you're watching at home or if you're watching here this, this morning, you know, what does it say in that rearview mirror? Objects are what? Closer than what they appear. You know, objects may be closer than what they appear. I said, that's a sense of intensity as well as some grim humor, isn't it? As you see this thing chasing you, there's the subtleties that you can have in movies. It's great. And while I, I love movies, and then Jurassic Park is a great movie, and it's a rainy day, so it's a great day to maybe watch a movie, we're not going to talk about Jurassic Park. But, you know, I, I love the imagery here because this imagery is really what our life is like as followers of Jesus. It, it's what expresses, you know, what Paul expresses in his life and throughout the letters that he wrote to the early church, and even here in this letter to the Philippians, because in some ways, we may feel that at times there is a monster that is chasing us, and, and we're not in this half, you know, marathon like they are here in Lincoln. I don't know who'd be running in a half marathon today, blah, cold and wet, but you know, we feel like sometimes our past is chasing after us. We, we know our failures, our faults, our sins, and we feel like it's right there chasing after us. It's even closer than what you think it is. And Paul reminds us, Paul reminds us that we are loved by God. And what it means for us then as followers of Jesus to live out this love that God has for us. To live out not in our past, but to live towards the future we have in Jesus Christ. So we're going to focus in on these words here from Philippians 1, 6. And let's read these words together. I'm convinced that God, who began this good work in you, will carry it through to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. See, here's the truth that Paul is getting at, is that we are a work in progress. You and I, we're not done. God is not done with you. We are a work in progress. As God continues molding and shaping us in his grace, his mercy, and his love. 
Well, before we go any further, and we talked about this a little bit last week, let's make sure you got kind of a handle on two theological, kind of churchy words. That first theological word is the word justification. Justification, and you have the definition up there for you, is the act of God whereby humankind is absolved of guilt or sin. So you are justified. We did this last week. Last week in our series, we talked about like exercise, you know, and what it means for us to kind of have a spiritual coach. And so we had the first exercise. I don't know if anybody practiced it this week, anybody went exercise, but you took your finger like this. Come on, do it with me. Come on, you follow the guy up front. And then go like this. I am loved by God. Say that with me. I am loved by God. No matter what's in my past, no matter what's in your past, you are loved by God. That's justification. We are loved by God. We are made right in a relationship with God. We are absolved, forgiven of all our sins. You are forgiven of all your sins. Whatever you may feel like is chasing you in the past, God has forgiven that. That's where we begin. As then we didn't talk about this word justification, we also talked about this word sanctification. Now, sanctification is the spiritual growth that follows justification. Sanctification is God's spirit, the Holy Spirit working in our life through word and sacrament as we work along with the Holy Spirit. This is something that we are a part of. Justification, we have nothing to do with. That is solely Jesus. It is what he's done for us by dying on the cross for our sins. Sanctification is something that we are a part of as we seek to grow in our faith. The problem is sometimes we kind of get stuck in this confirmation mode. I say that partly because I think that's the way we are. Sometimes we're like, I'm done growing. I was confirmed how many years ago. By the way, next Sunday, Confirmation Sunday, we've got five confirmants this year. We're going to do something a little bit different this year. Is that Rather than doing as a separate service, we're going to invite the families to be a part of the service. We're going to be with them. So it's going to be tomorrow, or not tomorrow, next, next Sunday. Thanks, Tim. Next Sunday at... The normal time, we're going to confirm those confirmations together. We're going to celebrate together. It's also a great time for us to remember that, you know, we too are reaffirming our faith, reaffirming that we are not done yet being sanctified, that God is still working in us and through us. And that's really what we've been exploring in this series as we talk about gather, grow, and go. As we talk about this right here, that we are growing in Jesus and sharing his love. Say that with me. Growing in Jesus, sharing his love. See, that's really what we're, this is what we're all, all about. It's really what we've always been about at Holy Savior. Though sometimes we've expressed it in different ways. We are about growing in Jesus and sharing his love. We're about growing in Jesus and sharing his love. You know, we, we do this as we talk about creating those kind of moments we gather together. You know, that we talk about how many of us feel disconnected and lonely today, more of us experiencing this in our lives, that we strive to cultivate authentic relationships with real people. Real people means those people who feel like they have something in their past chasing them. They are not perfect. We are all sinful and broken in many different ways. But we are all what? Say this with me. I am loved by God. We are all loved by God. We are justified by what God has done for us in Jesus. So we strive to cultivate authentic relationships with real people each time we gather together. Whether that's for Sunday morning worship, whether that's for a, a servant event, 
You know, we're a fun event and trunk or treat coming up next Saturday. It's kind of a servant slash fun event. It's just a great time to gather together as we celebrate God's amazing grace and love. And we seek to create a safe place where we can grow as a person. To grow as a person God has designed us to be. And being in community gives us that opportunity to be around people at different stages of their faith life when we can learn and grow from one another. So last week, again, we talked about kind of like if you had a spiritual coach, how would they help you grow? We talked about reintroducing small groups, different than what we've done in the past when we had them as cell groups. We talked about, you know, those early Jesus followers, Acts, you know, where, where they did a number of things that they were habits. They were, there was a the pattern for them. That they were learning from God as they were in God's word. They were in the Bible. That they were dependent on God as they were in prayer. That they were responding to God in his gifts, his grace, and his mercy in, in worship. That they were self-sacrificing like God as they served one another and as they were generous to one another. And as they served and showed that generosity to the community in which they lived. As they related to others like God. As God relates to us in love. And as they were a witness what God has done for them in Jesus Christ. So as we explore these words of Paul today, that God is not yet done with us, that we are a work in progress, a work in progress what God is doing for us in Jesus Christ. We'll see a little bit of a background here from this letter to the church in Philippi. This is the first community of Jesus followers, the first church in Eastern Europe. If you want to learn more about this, again, it's a rainy day, watch Jurassic Park and read Acts 16, and you'll learn more about Paul's missionary journey and his work of establishing this Jesus community here in Philippi. This is a Roman colony in Eastern Macedonia. This is, you know, modern-day Greece. A Roman colony, which means there was a lot of retired soldiers, and because there was a lot of retired soldiers, there was a deep sense of patriotic nationalism and this, this high level of emperor worship, as well as you know, worshiping other gods and deities they had. And what Paul was telling them is, hey, you know what? The one true king is not the Roman emperor. That's going to get you into trouble if you say that. And it did. I mean, he faced resistance and persecution. And then when Paul moved on from there to the next community, that the Jesus followers there, that community of followers, that church, they face resistance and persecution as well. And sometime later, they sent Ephroditus. That's a great name, Ephroditus. If you're going to have a son, you should name him Ephroditus. Ephroditus, you know, was sent on behalf of the people in Philippi to Paul, who is now in prison. This is when he's going to write this letter. He's in prison. He's been in prison several times because of his missionary work for Jesus. And they bring him a financial gift. Now, this is not a big crowd of people in Philippi. It's not a big group of Jesus followers. Again, it's mostly what they would call pagan or Gentile people. And they send this financial gift to support Paul so that he can help establish other Jesus communities and other cities in the Roman Empire and beyond. And so Paul writes this letter, and he sends it back with Ephroditus to say thank you, but also to express his confidence and the life-transforming power of the gospel. The gospel transforms lives. The gospel is transforming your life and my life. The gospel is what says to us, it's not what's in the rearview mirror. It's what's in our future and what's in our presence now. The love of God. 
He expresses his confidence, his certainty that God is not done with you yet. That God is not done with us. That God continues to want to see us grow and help us grow. Again, that theological word that we use to describe this is called what? Sanctification. That we are working alongside the Holy Spirit, working in our lives. That we are a work in progress. So as we talk about this vision of what it means for us to gather, and, and the greatest expression of that gathering is love. So what it means for us to grow, the greatest expression of that growing is that growing is something that is living, something that is in progress, something that God is working on. That God is working on us. We hear that Paul says that many other times. He says that in Ephesians 2, you know, 10, after 2, 8, and 9, where he says we're saved by grace, not by anything we have done. The 10 says we are God's, if you know this, workmanship. We are his craftsmanship. We are God is working on us for the good works that he's planned for us to do. That gets into our go focus about, you know, serving one another, being generous to one another, and also serving and being generous to the people in our community and the world. We are not done growing. And this is something we're not only going to say to the confirmads who gather here next Sunday. This is something we all continue need to be reminded of, that we're not done growing. Because we're not defined by what's in the rearview mirror. We're not, side mirror actually that was. We're not defined by what's behind us. We're defined by what's ahead of us. And what's ahead of us is a promise that is already ours in Jesus Christ. That God is not done working on us until the day that we stand before our Savior Jesus. And we stand before him not because of our failures, not because of how good we have been or how bad we have been. We stand before him confident because of his grace and love. Because of why? Come on, simple exercise. Do it with me again. I am loved by God. And as one who is loved by God, you should know that God is not done with you. That you are a work in progress. And as it a work in progress, there will be times that we fail and we falter. Times that we sin, that we mess up. But we are loved by God. And God's Spirit is working in our lives to help us grow. So what we are developing here for Holy Savior are those opportunities, those tools to help us grow. So that we're not stuck just in confirmation mode. That we're continually growing and becoming the one that God desires us to be in his grace, his mercy, and his love. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing grace and love for us in Jesus. Lord, we pray that as you have justified us, you have saved us, you have forgiven us, you love us, and the blood of your son Jesus Christ poured out for us on the cross. The Lord... We are being sanctified. This is an ongoing process for us, this ongoing journey from the time we are baptized, the time we, you know, we confess and acknowledge our faith in you to every moment of our lives. Lord, like Paul, sometimes there's things in our past we can look back and we can see them. And that old evil fool, just like we sang in that opening hymn, that old evil fool wants to remind us that we're sinners. But you continue to remind us that we are forgiven, that we are loved by you, and that you are not done with us. We are your work in progress, and that is a work of grace and love. We pray this, Jesus, in your powerful name. 
Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time.